right, hello everybody. My name is Will Koenig and I'm here with Elizabeth Campbell. And we are going to be doing Real Talk this semester. And last semester you had it with Mackenzie Stallo, Hank Kilgore, and Chris Garcia. But they died. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a sad story. <laughs> we're just kidding. They only graduated. It was super emotional and we're excited for them. But so this semester we're not going to be doing the same format as we, they did last semester. We're going to be doing a kind of movie review instead of just kind of listing news and whatnot. We're going to pick one movie a week and kind of have like a non-spoiler review and then move into a spoiler review and talk about it for about 20 minutes. But since this is the first one, we're going to just kind of talk about summer movies that we saw and what we liked. So, a superhero summer, if you could. Yes. So would you like to start off with uh, whichever? I, w- I would love to start off. So Will and I were talking about our favorite superhero movies of the summer, and I personally am a huge fan of Spider-Man Homecoming. I thought it was a really good kind of reboot to the franchise because it's been, in our lifetime alone, I've seen three different men play Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So it was exciting to finally get excited about a Spider-Man. And I think the thing I loved about it the most was we didn't have to go through the origin story because we already kind of had him in Civil War. So just kind of straight away into the action and the teenage aspect of Spider-Man. And I'm such a comic book nerd when it comes to Spider-Man. So I really enjoyed them trying to staying more true to some of the comic book elements of Spider-Man. Yeah, all right. So here's my take out. I'm going to say something that many people will hate me for is I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. <laughs> I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man too. I mean, but, I liked him way better than Tobey Maguire. Yeah, no, I hated Tobey Maguire. But uh, it's not that this one, I did. I thought he was a good Spider-Man. What was his name? Holland? Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Tom Holland? I, he was more authentically Spider-Man. He was, like, he was weirdly good looking for the, like, nerdy Spider-Man that it's supposed to be. But he was at least closer in age and could pull off that awkward nerdy vibe yes. better they did get the casting right in that and i didn't think that any of the actors were the problems with the movie i just didn't like the movie in general because i felt like for a super superhero movie there was not a ton of action there was so much but that's the whole point is that he's struggling to find that action because right now he's trying to be the friendly neighborhood spider-man who is just not going out fighting all these out-of-world characters, but he's saving people's bike when it gets stolen or helping an old lady cross the street. And so that frustration that you felt is the exact same frustration Peter Parker's feeling. You relate more to no, Spider-Man no, no. than you realize. Well. I, I feel like when I'm going to see a superhero movie, I don't want to sit there and sh- like watch him struggle being a superhero. Well, I mean, that's not what I mean, but like I don't <laughs> want to not see him being a superhero and fighting. That's what I want to see. I want to see action sequences. I want to see him swing around and hit people and whatnot. And like, there wasn't a lot of that, except for maybe the end scene, which, again, I have a problem with that scene as well. There were some. There were lots of action scenes. They talk about how his suit has five hundred web combinations alone. Well, they talk about how his suit see, has web we combinations. We see the different web combinations because there's the whole DC sequence when he has to save them because the Washington Monument is breaking, which, as a DC person, I'm personally offended by. But they have all of that saving. Then they have him when he goes on the first time when he tries to get the weapons. The first time he's taken up by that giant bird thing. There was a good amount of action intermittent in between his high school struggle. Okay, he was Michael Keaton, right? He was the one who yes, played the Yes, Michael villain. Keaton, that was the one. Okay, and everyone hyped him up to be like this all-awesome villain that Marvel's never had. And I also felt like he fell flat as a villain. And he didn't give me that like, oh man, he's like this awesome villain that I really got to like attach to. But he was just another Marvel villain. I felt like that was disposable. That's true. I, I had not heard the Michael Keaton hype as the villain, so I agree with you there that he wasn't a memorable villain. Other The one memorable moment he had, and spoiler alert here coming up, was when Tom goes to pick up, or Peter, sorry, Peter <laughs> Parker goes to pick up his date, and Michael Keaton's father, like, yeah. he's the father of the date, which is just hilarious uh, I and did so not see awkward that coming, and uncomfortable. Yeah. That, that was a pretty surprising, and I thought that was a very well done. 
plot twist or there whatnot. Folks who got him to admit something was really well done in this movie. That's progress. I right. just thought there were, and there were so many, in true Marvel spirit, there's so many funny one-liners. There were. I thought a lot of it was funny. But that's not what I want when I go to see my superhero movie. It's just witty humor and no action. All right. Would well, you... we'll agree or disagree on the action point. But, Will, what was your favorite superhero summer movie? Uh, mine was definitely Wonder Woman, which I know you wasn't your favorite superhero movie. And that... I feel like I thought this one had the action that I wanted. And I just thought it was super powerful and like just an awesome movie to watch. And I just there's like goosebumps scenes and like chilling scenes where she like gets up out of the, oh, what are those called? In the, uh, the, she walks across the battlefield. There we go. And uh, she just like holds her shield and she's just walking by herself while there's like gunfire coming at her from everywhere. And she's just like walking like a badass, which is what I want. Don't get me wrong. There was tons of action in Wonder Woman and it was entertaining, but you don't find yourself attached to any of the characters. They were so busy like filling all that action in there that it just kind of felt that all the character developed was really rushed. Like her whole squad of people that she was rolling with other than Chris Pine's character, we all, like, started to get their backstory, and then they're just like, nope, gotta blow some more stuff up. See, the thing is, I wasn't even paying attention to them. I didn't even care about, I mean, like, I guess I cared a little bit about them, but they were just side characters. They were just there to me. Even Chris Pine was, like, a side character to me. I was just focused on her the You're entire all time. all Diana all the time. All Diana all the time, and she is just so cool. Like, there was nothing wrong with her character. Everything was perfect, in my opinion, the way they did it. The casting, like, she looks like a goddess. Like, she plays the part. She's badass. And she's just, like, nothing can take her down. There is one thing in that movie I did not like, and that was the villain, but... Which villain? Because there, okay. there was the German villain, and okay. then there was Ares. Ares. I didn't, it's not that I didn't like Ares. I hated the guy who played his human form, Ares. The, uh, the, what was, he was in Harry Potter, actually. He was Professor Lupin, which threw me for a loop. Like, I just... He wasn't very good at, like... Like, it just... When I'm thinking of Ares, I don't see this orange-haired guy with a mustache and whatnot. And but that's his whole point, is he can you know. have multiple forms and you're not supposed to suspect him. If if you could look at someone and be like, oh, he's Ares, well, that's Ares, <laughs> right over there, that's Ares, that wouldn't be a very good plot to try to figure out who Ares is. No, it wouldn't, but, I mean, that was just a minor plot detail to me. Like, I didn't really care, because, like, she, she made up for everything else. Like, even if there was, like, a minor thing I didn't like, she was just awesome. And, like, I don't think Spider-Man had, like, that awesome quality to him i think he was awesome i think that he was awesome and he was it was a coming of age story and diana also had a coming of age story but i think for her it was just more focused on kind of just in her own personal world and what can like she was going out there with the mindset how can i save humanity what can i do so that i can have my moment of glory whereas peter parker was just again similar trying to have his moment of glory and join the avengers but ultimately realizes that he can just be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and can be funny while it happens. Oh, side note. In Spider-Man, I was so excited when uh, Pepper Potts came back. Because so excited. No, none of my friends realized when the, like, that scene came out, but I was just like looking around. It's like, no one else cared because like she was not in the last Iron Man movie and like the Avengers movies because of like some contract issues, but like they finally brought her back and her and Iron Man are back together. Well, because they made it seem in Civil War that they had been on the rocks because it yeah. was, they mentioned that like, oh, Pepper Potts was supposed to be there and they couldn't be there, which is like heartbreaking. Oh my, what happened to Pepper Potts? And not only did they bring her back, but they teased the fact that A, they're still together and B, that they're together enough to pro like project the idea of a proposal, Yeah, which was super exciting to see that 
Iron Man and Pepper Potts. I did actually love the end scene there where, like, he was actually going to offer him a spot on the Avengers team, but he thought he was bluffing, and he really wasn't. Yeah, he realized his place in New York as the superhero we all need. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see about that. But, um... I thought it was really interesting for Wonder Woman, kind of the direction that they took. Because every other... I will give you this, that it was the best DC movie in this reboot that they've had. Including, like, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Yeah. Superman, this one. I think it's because they didn't use their usual dystopian, everything's awful, everyone's awful lens to have a superhero story. And they made it a little bit more redeemable and enjoyable. But I just still don't think it's to Marvel level yet. Uh, I do. I love the action sequences in Wonder Woman. Like, I like a lot of people did complain there was too much slow-mo. And I can understand how maybe people don't like the whole, like, slowing down every action sequence. But I just thought it was really cool and like the music and I just thought it all worked together really well. The soundtrack was really cool. It I didn't was. expect to like it. It sounded kind of harsh, but in this like in the scenes that it was in, I was like, no, I'm digging this. I wanted more action sequence just to hear the soundtrack more. Okay, and back to Spider-Man, I do have one complaint about the end scene. Like like I want a superhero to let the villain die once in a while. And they he always the, the superhero always has to save the villain in like these movies because they're too good to let anyone die, like Batman and whatnot. And again, Spider-Man goes to save the villain, even though he kind of deserves to die. I mean, at the same point, though, the villain is also his girlfriend's dad. So I feel like that's kind of a gray area of humanity of like, yes, he's a villain, but also he is this member of society, too. So I think that's kind of... And it wasn't always. And was it in Iron Man? Does Jeb- isn't it Jebediah is not his name? Or something like that. He dies. Yeah. He freezes. Thor, he lets Loki fall to his death. Well, we, no, no. It doesn't end up being Loki's death, yeah, but <laughs> Thor doesn't know that. Thor tried. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, it always just seems like no one wants to kill off characters anymore in superhero movies. But it's also because I think it's so rare, even if you do kill off a character, they usually don't stay dead. Exactly. So it's like, what's the point of killing them but off? I want them to stay dead once in a while. I mean, obviously you don't want to kill off your main character, but like you could kill off a villain once in a while to like show that you you can kill someone in a movie. It's not, it's not you a know, hard thing I, to do. I bet you will get your wish for that mm-hmm. on the upcoming Infinity Wars. Yeah. I don't think that everyone's going to survive Definitely those movies, not. so I think you'll have a shot there. That'll be interesting to see who all dies in terms of superheroes and villains. My money's on Captain America. Yeah, that's what I'm, my money's on half of the Avengers, honestly. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Okay, so we've got another movie to talk about here, and I did not have a very clever uh, transition for that one, so I apologize. But we are going to talk about Dunkirk now, which was an awesome summer movie that I saw. And it fits into the fact that they were superheroes in the kind of historical sense. So there is a transition there. But, like, I went to see this with, like, a group of six of my friends, and I was like, the reviews were awesome, and I was like, oh, everyone's going to love it, I'm so excited, and I went, and I absolutely loved it, and then afterwards, all other five of my friends talked how much they hated the movie, and I was like, what? How could anyone hate this movie? I thought it was so beautifully edited, and, like, the sound mixing, and just, like, everything about it was just really good. I had a slightly different experience in that my friends went to see it first. And one of them told me they were like, oh, it was okay, but it was a very boring movie, no action. And I was like, oh, that's that doesn't sound great, but I still want to go see it. So I went to go see it with a different group of friends. And same, I absolutely loved it. And I watched it, and I was like, how on earth could they have said that there was no action in this movie? That movie was almost nothing but action. Yeah. Uh, I thought about it, and I think I saw someone write about this, and it kind of makes sense, is a lot of people didn't like Dunkirk because... Like, they didn't kind of, like, draw out the characters. You didn't get to know them very well. So, like, you're not emotionally attached to them as Which I don't think is true. I was definitely, like... like, George was the only... Can you remember the names of anyone other than that one kid on the boat, George? I don't need to know their names. But 
to yeah. feel them for them emotionally. Like when the French man dies on the boat, I was like, oh, I mean, he was French. So it wasn't that sad. But then it's like all the other British soldiers. Like I was I was definitely emotionally attached to those characters. I, I like I, I think the thing is that people didn't know the names. They weren't attached. So like and, and when they went to see the movie, they want like usually in a war movie, like there's this character that you're attached to and you become like emotionally attached to when you watch. And if he dies, you're sad or if he triumphs, you're, you're excited. And this movie wasn't about the characters. In a, in a sense, it was more about the events that were happening around them. Which I think is, it was a different from most war movies, and that was kind of a unique twist that I enjoyed. Because I don't oh, think... I loved it, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need their names to feel an emotional bond to them. I think it yeah. almost was kind of a symbolic thing about how in war, it doesn't really matter who you are, it matters kind of the sides more and the overall army than it matters, like, your, like, private will, than it matters who you are in the whole scheme of things. But I'm really curious, speaking of characters, I'm currently having a debate amongst people because I took, I dragged my friend to see it a second time because I wanted to see it again. So we're currently having a debate over a character. So during the scene where they have all the rowboats, and so it's the, like, the main character who we first meet, he's on the rowboat with Harry Styles' character, and the person who's on the rowboat, the kind of captain character, tells them to just tread water where they are. It's a warm night. They'll be back to get them eventually. Yes. And then there's the character who gets added onto George's boat, the first off, who ends up killing George because he's the shell-shocked shoulder. People are saying that that's the same character, but I don't think it is at all. Hmm. I never even thought about that, to be honest. Like, I don't even know if I can answer that right now. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) All right, well, fans, write in and let us know. But Because they look very similar. I will absolutely give them that. But my my main argument against it is that the the soldier who was in the rowboat he said that he was getting a boat for all of those soldiers. But then, and in, in that boat was the Frenchman who couldn't speak anything. He was in that sailboat. He said he was getting everyone a boat. And then later we see the French guy back with Harry Styles and that main character, clearly not getting his own boat, whereas the cell shock soldier was clearly on a boat because he got rescued. So if you have an answer to my, my quandary, <laughs> let me know. Sorry, I couldn't answer that, but I just can't really remember their faces. But um, something. Now I'm saying they all look the same. Oh no, that's. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something else. Now I lost my train of thought. I'll oh, that's a victory. Yeah. All right. Well, if I think of it again, I'll come back to it. But I have another thing that we're gonna talk about here, and that was like our favorite summer movie. It can be one that we already talked about, but for me, it is not. But how about you? What was your favorite summer movie overall? I'm gonna need time to think about that since I already know right. that you have your answer. I'm gonna let you go all first. All right. So mine was Baby Driver, and. I mean, it was kind of hyped up a little bit. Like, it was like that indie movie or like that weird movie that people were like, oh, this could be something big. And it kind of was. It was like, it's this movie about this guy who is basically the getaway driver for, like, heists. And, like, this movie plays off of the music he listens to. Like, so, like, the beat of the song he listens to is, like, the way he drives the car. So it's just, like, it's so well done and, like, it, like musically and, like, the like the style of the movie. It's just something I've never seen before and I really liked it. And the beats of the bullets too and all the shooting Yeah, scenes, yeah all the shooting. Me. And like it goes to the bullets and everything and the cast was really well done and I'm not very good with names but I know um, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx was one of them and then uh, the guy who plays the Punisher is in it for like a minute but like that's really cool. <laughs> John Hamm's also in it. And it's just a really good movie. Oh, and Kevin Spacey. How could I forget Kevin Spacey? <laughs> He is really good in that movie as well. So, like, the cast is really well done. Like, the action sequences are well done. It doesn't never, it never falls flat for me or boring. It all just works out really well in the end. And it's just a really good movie, and I recommend you go see it if you have not yet. I also recommend you go see it, but with probably slightly less enthusiasm than Will. I enjoyed the movie, but I wasn't 
it was good, but it wasn't like, oh my god, best movie ever. So I think I just think a few of the characters. First off, I don't like Jamie Fox. I he's not like in my top least favorite, but he's not a favorite character of mine. And I just thought some of the again with that whole character development thing, if they kind of skipped over some of the character development in favor of action. But overall, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. I would also recommend you see it. And I've had this whole time to think about my favorite summer movie, and I can think of nothing that I enjoyed more, honestly, than Dunkirk, which you've already talked about. But like I said, I saw it in theaters twice. I have debates about it all the time. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Okay. Well, then, if we're going to be really positive, let's go to something a little negative. We don't have to be too negative, but let's see a movie we thought was really bad this summer, and my movie is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean. You took my movie! (laughs) That movie was awful, and I'm not sure why, like, the reviews were semi-decent, or, like, people were like, hey, this wasn't bad, or, like, whatnot. It was bad. There was nothing great about that. Like, visually, it looked weird to me. I don't know why people, like, said the visuals were cool or whatnot, but they looked fake. It looked too CGI'd to me. I could barely understand some of the dialogue in it. It's just, I don't know. It wasn't good to me at all. And I don't know why they're even thinking about making another. See, this was a complete trap in my mind because I am a huge, huge Keira Knightley fan. I will see anything that has Keira Knightley in it. And I have seen some bad movies because of this role that I've been saying on myself. And so I was watching all the trailers for this Pirates of the Caribbean installment. Keira Knightley wasn't any of them. I was like, sweet, bullet dodge. I won't have to watch this movie. And then, but you know, they kept promoting Orlando Bloom in it, which I thought was a little bit strange. And then about a week before the movie came out, they finally teased that Elizabeth Swan was in the movie. So obviously I had to go see it. And I just, the thing I don't understand the most about that movie was why Orlando Bloom was top billed for it when he was in maybe five minutes of the movie itself. He was at the start and he was at the end (laughs) and that was it. Yeah, they, they, they basically played off of people on that one. Like, they kind of, they didn't lie, but, like, they, they just made it seem like he was a big character in the movie. Stretch the truth. He was not. He was not a big part of the movie, and it was... And I think they just tried to make it, they're clearly setting up for a spin-off yeah, yeah, sequel. Yep. Yeah. And they just made it set up to, again, spoiler alert, but it's like, Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner's kid is gonna team up with Barbosa's kid. Like, that's just too obvious of, like, yeah. let's... There was, it's almost Star Wars level of keeping it in the family for all the future generations. I just thought that everything fell together a little bit too nicely. And honestly, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy that plays Jack Sparrow... Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, folks. He, he looked like... I know his character was supposed to be drunk, but he looked like he was genuinely drunk through that whole movie. Yeah, no, he looked like he didn't care. He was just kind of trying to get his paycheck and just trying to get through the movie because this was... What is this? The fifth or fourth movie? Fifth movie, right? This yeah. is the fifth one. And he just doesn't care anymore, but he's, he wants the money, so he's going to say yes to doing the movie, but... And I think his character really suffered because of that. Yeah, you can tell he's not inspired. Like, the first one, he's awesome in... But this one, the first one was the best one by far. Oh, yeah. It was a movie series that needed to end after one. (laughs) Yeah. But that didn't happen. But I got more Kira Knightley, so can't really complain. Except for this fifth one, but it wasn't enough Kira Knightley. Ten seconds of her. That was it. All right, so that is our summer recap. Join us next week. We're going to review the scary movie It. Yeah, and I'm excited yet scared for it because early reactions, not reviews, because reviews don't come out until 1 a.m. tomorrow, technically, yeah, tonight, tomorrow. (laughs) And so we'll see how the, the scores of that are. But, like, early re- reactions we saw early screenings said it was very good and very scary. So And hype is already building. There's a small town in Pennsylvania where they're tying red balloons to the sewers in classic oh, It style. So people seem scary. to be going crazy for it. Stephen King needs an, a success this summer because The Dark Tower was not good. So okay. hopefully this will be it. 
No. All right. Well, that's a movie for next week. As we said, we're going to do a movie per week. Let us know if there's a movie that you strongly think we should review, unless it's Jumanji, because you clearly have no judgment when it comes to movies <laughs> if you want us to review that. Uh, I like The Rock, but I don't want to see that either. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Well, you'll hear us next week. Period. Bye for now.